You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. Hello, everybody. We're back with Rob from Calgary Refinishing. Round three. Round yeah. three. We're, we're, we're going strong. We just sit here talking about tubs all day. That's what today's about. Uh, hey, man, we, we were talking so much off screen that I bet we collectively forgot where we left off. Yeah. I know where we left off. All right. I want to talk about some of, some of the more administration type stuff with, yes. uh, with programs. You were saying that you use Jobber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about yeah. yourself? Jobber. Jobber as well. I used Square before. He put me onto Jobber, and I love Jobber. It's great. So it's hard for me to make decisions on things because I go fucking deep. I'm going to pull up a quote while you while you talk, and I'll show you what they look I, like to the customer. Yeah, I go, no, so I've used Jobber. I used, like, the free trial on Jobber, and I loved it on there. So I went through a ton of these and trialed a bunch of them, monday.com. Jobber, uh, House Call, all these other ones. And I've used Square for a payment terminal for a while, and I didn't really realize that they kind of had, they don't really have a CRM, but they do have a customer basis that you can do. You can still do a lot of the, you know, intuitive stuff with, um, you know, putting in their information and giving them estimates, converting it to an invoice, things like that, appointments, scheduling, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And it's basically free but it's not a crm it doesn't hold a good you know there's not a lot of um automation within there like jobber has a lot more capability with linking and stuff like that and for me i'm like is it worth paying this like it's worth it for you guys when you have subcontractors and things like that you can keep a hold of them they can clock in on jobber you can fucking gps them it's a lot easier to use Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason why I'm probably going to switch because I like Square because I'd use Square to take payments and stuff like that. Yeah. And Square didn't use to charge for debit transactions. They charge like 10 cents for debit transactions. Now they're charging like it's a credit card. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, as of this month, that was the main benefit of why I wanted to keep it all together. I can still use Square within Jobber, mm-hmm. but that was the only thing that was kind of really holding me. I'm like, okay, it's easy. They're not charging me for this. But, you know, I've used HubSpot and things like that, but it does seem like Jobber is the fucking way to go. I think Jobber, what it does for me is the customization. It actually allows, it has tools, especially with the Grow one. Yeah. It's expensive. It's like yeah. 300 bucks. Yeah. But. More than that, no. They raised now, the price. Yeah, well, the NC, and that's why I didn't go to them, because I looked at the prices a year ago, six months ago, and I'm like, and I asked them point blank. I'm like, what's going to stop you guys from just fucking continuing jacking up your prices? They're like, well, nothing. Yeah. I'm like, well, if I built my whole system around this unless and I'm paying $600 or more a month or, or whatever it is, you know, hopefully I'm at the point in the business that that doesn't matter. It's just a write off and a business expense anyways. But I'm like, fuck, well, so I can use Square and it's free. Here's like an example of like the types of quotes you could do with Jobber. You could add pictures to the quote, which is yep. good. Like, you know, it's all about context, right? Yeah. Uh, for the clients. You know, I, I you can make custom graphics for a line items. Okay. Which I do. Yeah, you can do that all in Square as and, well. And and the thing that I really like is the financing thing. Yeah. I don't I know Square had one and then they, they stopped doing it. It was called like Square uh pay later or some shit. Uh, uh after pay or something like that. Or yeah, yeah. And, and but now, like, Jobber has an th- option for people to finance jobs built in. Yeah, that's and nice. Yeah, that Hubs- cool. HubSpot had that as well. So, uh, but but a, a lot of the little things with Jobber, too, is fully fully customizable. You can add, like, arrival windows. You can make custom, like, fields for your team. Yeah. Uh, you can make the signature attached to a specific area. And, like, wh- wh- the way the customer signs. Yeah, well, I find with with Square that it was hard to not send a million things to your customer because mm-hmm. they have contracts, which are really nice because they're, you know, templates that you can put a bunch of clauses and you can customize them and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they have to, you know, you send it to them and they have to initial and send back. And all this is free. It's like a DocuSign that's free. Mm-hmm. But when you send them 
an estimate. They're going to sign for it. They're going to send them this clause and then they're going to sign for it. Then I'm going to send them the appointment and they're going to approve it. And I'm like, it's just, it's way too much. You could do everything. So what I start doing is just making contracts and then attaching them into square and then just putting a note saying by accepting this, this estimate, you were accepting all terms and conditions um, yeah. highlight in here. And that's the only thing that's really worked. But with Jobber, it's, it's definitely a lot more. Jobber is made for service industries. That's mm-hmm. why it's perfect. Square is made for, for everything. But does, I was just, uh, does Square give the, your, an employee an option to have rights and roles? No. That's, um, that's another feature. No, I, 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 think, I think there is with that. Um, under the appointments, I can say like this job was booked by this and then add somebody and you have to pay more for like a Google calendar integration and See, stuff with like there as well. For job or like I just sent one of my texts on his first estimate two days ago. So I'm trying to transition one of my guys into a sales rep. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to give him manager rights, like limited manager rights. Yeah. So he can actually go into there and, you know, we have all of our pricing pre-standardized. Yep. So now he can draft quotes collect payments, pretty much have full manager rights within Jobber under his profile. See, well, and that was something with with Square as well. I guess you could, they can pay right through right through the app. And that was another thing I kind of want, want to talk about you is taking payments when you're not on a job um, as well. And I guess with, with Jobber, it's definitely a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with there are obviously fees. Do you well, use the do you use yeah. the the payment also, systems within Jobber? And we also deposits. take the deposits. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. take the credit card on file. Yeah, I keep everyone's card on file. Yeah, and I tell them like, if you're not here, I'm charging it. Yep. Well, I do that when I'm on site. If they're like, I'll just send you an e-transfer. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just take a credit card to keep on file. You can send an e-transfer however you want. Don't receive it by this time tomorrow. You know, automatically gets charged to the credit card. But you can pay ho- however you'd like. Yeah, and and then the other aspect of it that you were talking about with uh, with the roles, um, I like that a lot too, because if you have a new guy or someone you don't want to know what you're charging, yep, you can put you can th- limit they, it. They they can't see the price. Yep, they can just see the line item. Yeah, they can just see the line item. They don't have to see the price. Nice, I do and like that. They and have that, and then they have uh, two way text. Yeah, they could text so, the person. So it, you can do that. You, you can do, do that, that square. On here. It's, it's not through text. It's through, like, their own messaging thing. But it seems to be pretty easy because customers use it all the time. Even when I'm texting a customer, mm-hmm. sometimes when they contact me, like, a week before the job or after the job, they'll go through the Square app. So it's obviously pretty easy for them to to access because they don't have the Square app. They probably just go to the email and it prompts them to the website or whatever. So Square is, you know, it's really intuitive, but it's not a CRM. The CRM aspect is one that I told Jonathan about, and he's seen a turnaround on it. So the ability to make some items, like, optional, I like. So that's part of it. The follow-up, automatic follow-ups with quotes, telling people, hey. So it does, Square does that as well. Okay. Um, It does that, you know, same thing with payments, same thing with appointment reminders. They'll send them, you know, uh, an hour before an appointment reminder the day before. So it's pretty good with that. And to be honest, I actually don't even see any of that. How do you like the functionality of the interface compared to Jobber? So with Square, you actually have to have multiple apps to use certain things or you go into square.com. So I use an iPad to do a lot of my stuff. So I just use square squareup.com and then everything's right there and it, and it's perfect but if i'm just doing stuff from my phone you have to use appointments and then the regular square exactly and then, they have and the then square the invoices payments. and then the invoices as well so it's a pain in the ass and but like i said it's 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 perfect in the realm of things and i like the fucking payment of them doing a debit transaction saying i'll send you an e-transfer actually i'll just take your fucking debit card right now mm-hmm. but now they're charging two and a half percent like it's a credit card on it so i'm like okay well that's out the fucking window. maybe in in the future it'll be more worth it i think it's more it's more worth it when you have a uh, a lot of other people employees working. It, exactly yeah it, but it, the crm system alone in in, in a in a program Mm-hmm. It is a huge thing as well. I'm like, I've set my square up like it is a CRM because you can check when people, when you sent them estimates. Yeah. Um, you can check, you can filter of people you haven't sent estimates to at all yeah. who have just inquired. And you can filter through people who've accepted estimates and you haven't scheduled them in yet or they're pending or whatever it may be. So you can you can do that, but it's not technically made to be a CRM. And a CRM is probably yeah. the most powerful tool for scaling a business. It's the functionality and ease of function. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not the end game 
at all, but it was working for what I needed to do. And I know job or, or something with the CRM is definitely more so the way to like, I've, I've probably spent like a hundred hours going through fucking CRMs. I made fucking spreadsheets of which CRMs are, cause I wanted one fucking program for everything. I wanted to be able to put forms on my website that it filters to everything that it had, you know, uh, Gmail integration or whatever whatever you use. I wanted it to have everything. I didn't want to use two fucking programs. Yeah. I wanted one program, and Jobber was the best. And but and their customer support's fire. It is, yeah. It really yeah is. And they're only based out of Edmonton, so I'm like, hey, I'm just in Calgary. Well, yeah, the, you pull up. We, we, we were just <laughs> with them. Uh, we we set up a franchise. That's another thing we were system, and they don't they don't advertise it. You got to find it. Yeah. Well, you call them and you tell them, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put two. Yeah, so you can have multiple on one account. Yeah, on one account. And then they gave us a discount for the other one, like nice. literally half off, which was Fuck actually yeah. pretty crazy. They they are pretty good. I still get emails from them, but I've I've chatted with. And to with be a lot fair, it's the only one I've times. ever used. I just got lucky. I started with Jobber. Yeah, well, I went to, um, like, I used HubSpot for a bit, but a lot of these programs are made for, these CRMs are made for, like, corporate structure where you have, like, hundreds, thousands of employees, and it's for managers to look after, you know, middle management to look after supervisors to, to hold employees accountable and to really facilitate it and to hone in on it for specific types of business. You need something like Jobber or, or House Call Pro or, or any of these other ones that are service-based businesses. They always market them for fucking uh, like pressure washing yeah, pressure or whatever. Yeah, pressure yeah. washing or fucking painters. Do but you always send out a formal quote every time? Always. Okay. That's, always. that's a really good habit to always. get into. So I've been fucked over in the past before. Not, you know, for the volume of work that I've done in the years, it's only been a number of times, but you know, you trust somebody, you give them a quote, they're like, yeah, for sure. And you don't send over a formal quote, and then shit goes south because. And it helps you know, with your close ratio because the deliverance is, is always. Like always sometimes I'll tier. give them, like my process is when someone, I always try to get them on the phone. I was trying to get them on the phone, and I kind of discussed with them. You know, they sent me some pictures. After they sent me some pictures, I just call them back as soon as I can, and I discuss. You know, of I ask them a number of questions of you know what's this, what's that, and you know things that well, you know has been resurfaced before as you're talking taps leaking and just you know the more questions you ask them, the more they're going to trust you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll give them a general quote. I'm like, okay, generally for this tub, your size is going to cost about this much, and you can hear in their voice of what exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. And when they're fine with it, say, hey, yeah, send me over all your information, the address, your email on file. I'm going to send you over an official quote. All you just need to do is, you know, read over it, accept it, and then it'll prompt me to schedule you in. I'll call it, I'll, I'll call you back, and we'll just shoot over a couple things that might work. And then you send them an appointment. Mm-hmm. Pretty much exactly how I do it. Yeah. yeah, that's literally how I do it, too. Yeah, yeah I mean... Like I said, the, the most valuable thing like is the CRM tools. There's a lot of integration, too, with apps like MailChimp and stuff that yep. will automatically advertise, like, your client base. And, like, you can keep a really steady flow of, like, they've also, try, they've trying also to get the most out of the same. People. Well, and I think something like that, when especially when you're going for commercial properties, oh, yeah. is, is a huge, huge thing. Like, I know there's some sort of laws against, like, spam emailing and stuff like that. But if you call around and you say... Hey, this is I'm blah 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 from this. Do you mind if I shoot you an email? I just want to you know, to let you know what we're about. Want to take it over, and then you have them in an email list. And then you're you know able to send them emails. Yeah. And then and and that's the stuff I like to focus on. I just don't have time for it mm-hmm. because and I'm doing all that work. data. Case you do oh. want to do mass info. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm great at that. You get me on the phone. I get on the phone with somebody. I'm I'm great on the phone, especially mm-hmm. with a you know with a a property manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can cold call. It's mm-hmm. you know sell somebody on a service they might not know they need. That's why you're the boss, man. Yeah, that's that. the, that's those are the major skills that build up a company. Well, exactly, realize, it yeah. takes a lot of time to do and a lot of patience, but that's when you get trust. Like you know, you get people that become a good friend and you're talking with them over the phone. You've never even met the person at all, and oh, now and you're friends with the guy and and they trust you. I was gonna say before I forget, Jobber, they since you process all your payments through jobber they'll actually help you qualify for capital loans oh yeah they'll they do they have a really good loan program once i too. once i hit over like a certain threshold in revenue they started offering me like 20k 25 what are the fees associated with jobber the way they do it payments. the way they do it is they they take out 20 percent of your invoices until you pay the loan back for the loan okay. specifically yeah what about just for payments i think it was like 3k for a no, 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 no for, 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 for like payment like processing charges. Oh, so like three percent something like that 
Something like that, 3%. 3%? Mm-hmm. Do you charge that back to the customer? I st- or do you try- just bill it I, into I, the... I, I used to I and I tried to. I didn't yeah. like the conversation. I, I that, fucking hate the conversation. Yeah, so I've considered it a business so credit, expense. The, the whole credit card. Yeah. People like, oh, can we pay credit card? I'm like, I can't my, pay credit card, but I'm going to have to upcharge you for this. And they're like, what? That's crazy. I go into a place and I go to Costco and fucking, they don't charge that. I'm like, because they pay millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. So that's my No, because pay. the credit card company can't afford not to be in Costco. Or, or yeah, or, or smaller companies. But for us, like, you can't take Visa. Yeah. Like, Imagine Costco if Walmart take, told Visa... Hey, bro, we're no longer taking Visa, bro. So what is that going to do to Visa's Cos- bottom line? Costco in Canada, yeah. you can't use Visa in Costco Canada because it's MasterCard. They have a deal with MasterCard that MasterCard basically says, like, nope, we're your only payment process. Damn. That's crazy. But it's the oh. same thing. And I use that example specifically of, like, there's no Visa in this because, you know. I stopped doing it. You know, what I tell people is, like, hey, you want to pay with a card? They charge me. So could you do me a favor and write me a review? Yeah. Get something out of it. Yeah. See, but when you're I, I doing larger it, projects, though, you're doing fucking. If you're doing a huge project, three percent on, you know. On oh no, no, that's You pay me check, bro. Yeah, no, the um, check on hotels and shit. I don't accept fucking those types of payments. But typically, we just do direct bank transfer. Oh yeah, they'll do wire transfer. Yeah, wire transfer like commercial properties. Yeah, it's yeah. like e transfer. Yeah, yeah. So, so most places do that. Some places, but even like you know, if you're doing a job yeah. that's like 10, it does suck, 10 20 grand. Sometimes they're like, "Can we pay through credit cards?" Yeah, and no. I'm like. I guess I guess I'm like you can you can pay however you want, but there's going to be like a three and a half percent charge for that. Yeah, you you can have that conversation with like a client like that. But yeah, if it's like a thousand bucks or you know fifteen hundred bucks or whatever, then it's you know it's not a huge deal. So you were talking a little bit about uh, people and like the situation there with like having you know like workers and stuff like that, people not wanting to work, Um, and one of the things you know that. And I agree, man. Like, people, it, that's always the major issue with everybody. Definitely. Um, the, the, the biggest thing, though, is remember, people aren't going to care as much as you. They never will. No. So the job isn't to recreate yourself with one person. It's to recreate you with two or three people. Yep. You know? It's like, you know, like how a baseball team or a football team would need to, like, their star quarterback falls. It's like we're not going to recreate that with him, but two or three people might, might be able to recreate those numbers. Well, like, a lot of it, I think, is my fault, too. I am, I am allowing them to treat it like a part-time job with more freedom. So I've allowed this to happen. And with friends and stuff who are, you know, maybe in between jobs or do have, you know, jobs. Like I, I have a lot of friends who do freelance type work they mm-hmm. do like web design or the photographers and they just want to work with me kind of part-time but the issue is is that if you're going to call in the morning of and say something came up i can't work i'm not going to give you any more fucking work anymore yeah but when it comes push comes to shove and i get fucking busy and i need them then i fucking fold and then that just allows that to happen yeah and then it's the, the, the vision and then that's the issue with not having full-time people and i fully realize this is my own doing they don't believe you too, bro. They don't believe that you're going to be a leader if you're telling them one thing and then on the next when you need it. Now, now, you know what it does? It reinforces the thought that these people think that like, hey, you need me, guy. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and, and it's like to a certain extent you do, but it's like. But also I they, don't. But they also need us too. Well, so that's, it's like, that's the whole thing. It's like you're calling me for work and yeah. then you're going to bail on work when I give you work. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not going to fly. If I'm going to fucking book work for multiple people, I need you there because I'm not going to look like a jackass to my customers because, you know, uh, whatever your fucking lame excuses. And, and and this is some, it's a delicate balance, I know. And, and, but one of the things that I've just done is I've just realized you start little by little with this, right? Yeah. You get the one good guy who you, like, it, that, you need like, a right hand. Yeah, you need a right hand guy, right? And after that, you just start. All right, man. Now you go and you show him the ropes, and if he's not working out, he's not working out. Exactly. And the guy from Alliance Reglazing has eleven people that work there for just like techs, right? The, the just eleven tech uh, technicians. Uh, and one of the things he told me was like, bro, the secret to hiring is to hire fast and fire faster. The moment you see that they're not doing yep. basic shit, why keep them around? Exactly. If he can't put up a piece of paper in three days. The right way, guess what? He's not going to fucking no. be able to spray. He's obviously not paying enough attention. If you can't put up a piece of paper and tape, 
how are you going to have the fucking mental capability to spray oh, yeah, Everyone something? fucking sucks with the paper and taper, and you're like, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, and, and that's the really the way you got to do it is little by little, one by one. It's going to take some time, yep. and it's going to take some sacrifice on your end, but you're going to be thankful that you did. But it's only, you know, like you said, you only need a few good hires, a good right hand, and then the pressure is off your back. You're yeah. not training all these people. Yeah. Once that guy's trained and he can train other people, yeah. all you're doing is finding new people and then firing the people that aren't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like I said, I've backed myself into the own to this own corner, and I, and I, and I, and I know that. And you know what's going to make it easier for you? Don't be cool with them, bro. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's what it's going to make. Bro. Oh, I've lost. I've Like you said, I've lost friends over hiring them and them, you know, either sacrificing my company, not respecting it. I'm like, you know what? Like, you don't work for me anymore. And fucking that's it. Guys, I've been friends with for years. Mm-hmm. And, and when you hire strangers, too, you can't let them, you know. They shouldn't know the boss like that. They should always have that little thing that, you know, if you worked a regular job, you know, yep. right? That little thing where the boss boss is there and everyone's a little bit like... Yeah, a little bit. And that's yeah. how it should be. Yep. Because at the end of the that's day... That's the only way it works. Yeah, because if not, they don't respect you as a boss. They just see yep. you as this guy that owns a company and is fucking benefiting off my work. Yep. And it's like... Also, which, is, which is not the case at all. It's, it's like I'm creating a job for you that's yeah, going to be long lasting. But no, but... It's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah, all so the everybody in the world thinks that fucking owning a business is exploitation or easy and all this shit. And it's like, why don't you do it then? Yeah, exactly. Why don't you do it? All these fucking idiots that complain about, oh my, I'm being overworked in my forty hour work week. It's like, bro, if your boss is just taking advantage of you that easily, and you're already working so fucking hard. Why don't you try to do something for yourself? They're never willing to take the fucking risk, but they'll be the first ones to talk shit about and the, business. And they're also the the same people that aren't going to take initiative on anything. They're like, you're still paying me this amount of money. It's like, you're not even worth that amount of money. And then you c- haven't taken any initiative. There was more money to be had, but you never took initiative to make that. And you're technically, really, you're, you're not even worth what I'm even fucking paying you. Now bro. you're fucking complaining about and this? And the balls on some people, bro. I had, I, I hired a kid three days in, he asked me for a fucking raise and I didn't really need the extra help. I was like, okay, I could take him. He, he was, he wanted me to, to pay him a percentage of the jobs. And I was like, fine, I'll do that. And then, uh, like the way we had it set it up was like, I was going to give him 25% and I'll put up everything else. And in this scenario, it made <sighs> sense. I was like, okay, I could, I could swing that. And then he was like, Hey, could you do like maybe 35%? I'm telling you three days in all he was, all he had done is go with my lead Ralph and like do like help him. And then he sprayed once and it came out decent. That's all. That's all you think it takes to make a 10% increase. Not a chance. You know why he wait felt until, like that? Wait until you run into to a problem that you've never seen before. You're going to be bugging me Bro, and calling me. Literally. I, I literally told them, I'm like, guess what? How about you get no percent? You're fired. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not playing this fucking game. No, Bro. it's just going to cause problems in the, in, in the future. Bro, but all these people who the same types of complainers who complain about how the world's out to get them and shit, they'll be the same people that will stay at a shit job for $15 an hour and fucking... Whoa, I got a 15 cent raise yeah. this year. Or go back to that same job every single time they try to do and something new. You, you're paying them more money than they've ever made in their life. And they'll tell you it to your face. They have the balls to ask you for a fucking raise because they know you as the owner. Yep. Right. And then they'll go back to that shit job and just stay there until they're fucking 40, getting an incremental 15 percent, uh, 15 cent raise. Squandering away opportunities. And like I said, if someone is putting in the fucking work, even if you, you can tell. Someone goes to a job, mm-hmm. and you can tell, like, pretty much every job I've ever been to, fucking within a couple of weeks, they're like, you don't have to be the best at what you do. You just have to be better than everyone else around you, and the fucking bar is not set high it's at not. all. Yeah, and, and even that, man. I mean, I, I don't pay people bad at all. Like, I, my guys who make hourly make, like, 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. With everything included, it's like, here, who's making $30 an hour? Doctors. Yeah. Fucking nurses and shit that are 60 grand in fucking debt, bro. Those are the people making that money, bro. It's like they take these opportunities like and and they just fucking squander them for trying to fucking be a greedy bastard, bro. That's basically what I pay my guys. You know, they want to say, oh, hey, you're being greedy. It's like I earned the fucking right to do it, bitch. That's it. That's what that's what it comes down to. 
Because at the end of the day, your ass wasn't here when I was doing it all by myself. Well, that's exactly it. And like every, that's everything aside, all costs and overhead, advertising, fucking insurance, everything else aside. It's like, Bro, I fucking put in time you, to build this business. Everything aside, I don't care if I'm fucking making a million dollars off of this. I hired you for an agreed upon price. Exactly. You agreed for that price. You have the chance to not work here. Or go find another job. Yeah, because it would it, you would be the asshole, right? If you said I'm, I'm going to pay you thirty dollars an hour, and then when their check came, be like you only worked enough for twenty five, so that's what I paid you. You'd be the asshole. Yeah, exactly. But you're also the asshole if you're keeping up with your end of the bargain, and they fucking get in their fucking fifis and start fucking feeling like, oh my god, I'm being taken advantage of. It's like, bro, they go do something matter. else. You're paying them fifteen dollars an hour, and they say that's cool. And they're still working. They agreed upon that. Like, I understand if they want to fucking raise, they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. But if they get fucking mad at that, it's like you agreed upon this wage. Yeah, and a lot of those people, too, you tell them, oh, there's opportunity for growth here, and they're here for a month, and they're like, where's my raise? It's like... Oh, they say there's opportunity for growth, and they don't fucking do anything at yeah. all, and then still kind of complain, but then call in fucking sick or fucking show up late. Yeah, I had a guy like that. He was here for three years. Yeah. He was always good until like the last few months and I fired him because you could be the best technician best at your job mm -hmm. but if you're fucking making a company's life difficult you're worthless yeah you're not right. nobody here if you're not reliable safe, yeah like nobody no we're no. not even safe bro exactly no. if, we, if we don't come to work and run our businesses our businesses will fail bro, exactly and they also never think about the associated cost bro like they just know that they come here they have a fucking 20 30,000 dollar vehicle with a fucking name on it that costs probably three to four grand to wrap. They have tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. They have equipment that they, they don't have, give a fuck about. They have thousands of dollars worth of insurance between the fucking automobile insurance, the liability insurance that you have to get to work in this place. Yeah, well, commercial auto insurance mm -hmm. and like. And then, and then the cost to acquire the job, the cost of material, the cost of your bum ass labor, dude. And, and then they're like, they have the balls to bitch. Well, that's the thing. It's like, fuck. They, 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 they don't agree. They, they just don't realize. And yeah. it's, again, go start your own company and try. Yeah. You won't be working for me again, but you can go back to your previous job. And again, like this is, this is you know, because there are people who might see this and be like, oh, these guys are just being crude. It's like, no, it's we all collectively pay more than a lot of these people are worth. Like a lot of the times these are people who have no other option. And, and you still pay them. You're more. paying them more than they've ever made in their lives, bro. And, and they still have And it's not sunset. a fucking crazy difficult job at all. You're not getting yeah. grinded on. You're not fucking, you know, there's no mill management standing there. It's like to get to. You're not to, in the fucking sun. Exactly. You're, not, you're inside. Yeah, you're not doing hard fucking landscaping outside for fucking $15 an hour. It's yeah. like you're inside making double that. That shit gets me upset because I had these two people that I hired and they tried to kill us. But that's uh, a long story. But basically they were upset because they thought they were hot shit. And their fucking, bro, their shit was hot garbage, bro. Like, <laughs> they. I've been multiple callbacks and they got mad because I was telling them that they had callbacks yep. and they got so in their fucking feelings that they felt the need to come here with a gun and threaten us. Oh, come on. Yeah. And one of them was a girl and I tackled her ass to the floor. The other one, we broke his back. It was a long story, but, uh, see, but this is the shit that companies have to deal with. And yeah. People have to deal with it. Yeah. Small businesses exactly. have to deal with this sort of thing. It's just crazy to me though, that like, you know, they felt like they were being compensated unfairly even though I was paying them $30 an hour each yeah. and all of their jobs got called back. Exactly. Bro. 30 bucks an hour each. If you did good, you could eventually become a subcontractor and that is the best position to be in. You don't have to deal with all this bullshit yeah. at all. And you know, there's probably, there's fucking days for everyone who runs their own company. If someone's going to pay them, you know, if, if no, if you didn't ever start this and you're working whatever your regular job and you never, you know, saw the potential for the company and you could just go to work, someone would book you jobs and you were owning, technically owning your own company because you're a subcontractor and it was easy. Most people would say, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't have to do shit. I just fucking subcontract. Everything's set up. All the processes are set up for me. Almost every industry in construction has that except us. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like if it's you a go, dream. There's It'd drywall contractors. There's carpenters. There's everything that you go to some GC and, and he does all the fucking work to get the job. Exactly. And bids it to you. And we're and and, and there's specialists here. You can always call me and ask me advice. Oh, my camera went out. What's that about? All right, we're back. So. Yeah, you know, the struggle with, like, people, I mean, that's, like, an ever-going thing. The reason I was asking you that off-air is, um, you know, it, it's one of those things then, and you just got to make sure, you know, you don't even got to make sure it's the right guy. You just got to start. Yeah. Start, give somebody the reins who you think could do it, and give them a trial run. Well, let's talk about the recipe, right, to get a good employee. Mm-hmm. Instead of all the reasons we can't, you know, we we do it right. So mm-hmm. we have we have a couple solid guys, um, vision, right. Yep. So I wouldn't invest in a company that doesn't have vision mm-hmm. or direction. Yep. You know, um, these these are these are still people, and they're like betting on you to bring them their work because that's pretty much what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? They're they're counting on you to keep them busy, and and when they if if you pro, once you professionalize the operation, they believe in it. Yeah. When it's just your operation, like when it was all me all the time, every, we worked when I wanted to work. We worked when I didn't. No, now it's not every, Monday through Friday, bro. Yep. They know. Nine they know. to five, Monday well, through Friday. people want comfortability. People want yeah. to know that they're working Monday to Friday and that they're going to have a job next week. Yeah. People like and they don't stabilization. That's why they're willing to work for less yep. somewhere else. Yeah. 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 They don't want to be called off. They they want to be able to call off themselves. Now but don't the, get us wrong. Like, but these they, why people people like this won't ever start their own company. You don't have to worry about that because they they don't like being uncomfortable. People correct. like us have been uncomfortable. We know how it is to 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 build something up. Yeah. But, but you need people like that in and your company. A, and there's a place for everyone, right? Like, uh, so how I'm doing it with my guys is, I I every day when I talk to my team, uh, one I reference us as a team, mm-hmm. and all the time. Uh, and I let them know that they are valued. So they're not irreplaceable. I let that be known as well, but they are valued. And when they come here that, you know, I let them know that we're all eating together. Mm-hmm. So this is our company. I tell them just, and he knows that how I talk to my guys. Um, and I also propose room for growth. Um, that's why I gave one of my, my main guys. I started letting him go on estimates and he has ambition. I've, I have a projected path for him. And it keeps them motivated, right? So, like, he doesn't want to spray tubs for the rest. He's 46 years old. And he can't spray tubs for the rest of his life. Yep. But, you know, with years in, he can be an asset to me in another way. Because I don't plan on me even having to sell for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly. One day I shouldn't have to touch this company. No, yeah. you know, that's so, the idea. So that's, that's kind of how I'm going about it. Uh, is I have one guy that I am trying to propose to become a full-time sales rep, sales manager. One guy who I propose... If they play their cards right, it's going to be my operations manager. Uh-huh. And the guy that I have a, has a prepper right now, if he plays his cards right, he's going to be my lead technician. And that's the same path for uh, technician development I'm going to follow throughout the rest of the couple of years and just keep going down that line. So the next prepper will be the second lead tech. And then there's always going to be some way for them to go up, right? Um, and that keeps them motivated and, and focused on the vision. And I tell them, like, you're, you're spraying or a, a tub today, I said, but if, if, you, if you fuck this tub up, you're fucking the whole company up. You yeah. don't understand that. And I, and I re- reiterate that. I'm like, if you want this, if you ever want to stop spraying tubs, you need to help me get to where we need to be. Yeah. And that's, that's how I go about it. And, and you got you to gotta make the distinction within yourself where, where the line is between being a boss and being a leader. Yep. It's different. Anybody, anybody could tell anybody what to do, yeah, right? Exactly. But to lead people, it's like uh, you, you have know, to have direction. Yeah, man, and and you need to have a vision of where you want to be. You know, this is something that he does, and I told him like you need to write out where you want to be in five years. What do you want, and where do you want your business to be? Well, that's good to ask them as well. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, I, I can't think of anyone who's passionate about bathtubs mm-hmm. but we all want to you know everyone's in it we're in it for the money yeah mm-hmm. so w- what do we want to do what's your end goal here do you want to be a part of this industry and be a part of this company where are we going to take this and like you're obviously doing that very well mm-hmm. yeah that's i mean that's the only way i would do this shit mm-hmm. if i wasn't running my own company there's no way you're going to pay me to do this on a daily basis no not a chance you know what i mean so there has to be some sort of out plan 
Yeah. And that's how I'm going to get the most out of my text. And then when I get to that hurdle of like, all right, well, there's maybe there's no room or positions for that exponential growth. And like, you're really just hired to be a tech. That's when we have separation as owners. At that point, we should have a, an operations manager who's carrying that burden for me. And yep. HR and people mm-hmm. like that. Those things are important to have, man. And uh, like, not everyone's going to be the number one or the number two. Some guys are just going to be workers. But that's life. And bro. they're fine with that. Though. Yeah. yeah. You some will guys, have yeah. guys who will perform. They'll be at work every single day. They'll never be late. But that's all they want. They're fine with just... They don't have the ambition or they just, they're not at that point. That's just not who they are. Mm -hmm. And they're fine with just, the money's fine for them. They're comfortable. They'll stay there. Some of the best workers are people like that. They, you know, they they don't want to move out. And they're fine with people with training someone who's eventually going to be their boss. Sometimes sometimes they don't have the skills like to articulate well. But a lot of them, a good worker knows that. They're like, that's not me. I have a a buddy who's a, 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 a journeyman you know, a sprinkler fitter, but he's like, that's not really, that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to be in charge of all these people. And he's, you know, switching careers to something else, you know, maybe realize that a little bit too late after he got his journeyman, but he's like, yeah. that's not what I want to do. That's, I don't want to be in charge of people. I want to do, you know, I want to be a worker. I want to, you know, learn different skills, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible for a fucking project. Yeah. Have any of your guys sprayed at all? No. I think that maybe your way into that is like some paid. I don't know. That's risky. I was going to say like paid training, like in a a controlled environment. Yeah. And I can can definitely do that. But again, that's it. It's you have more commitment issues than like it is commitment issues. And the guys aren't committing fully. And then I'm also. But that's also like I said before, that's my fault. Yeah, because because I haven't fully committed to them either. And also the guys that I'm hiring, this isn't what they want to do either. This is, you know, just quick money. This is their quick money fucking part time, which, you know, eventually turns into a lot longer than they want to. But Mm -hmm. this is also why I'm, you know, I'm paying them pretty fucking decent. But this is why I'm there. You know, they don't want to grow. They're not committing to me. So I'm not going to commit to them. And they're fine with that. But Danny, where would you where would you recommend be his first step to find someone? Well, oh. that as a as a true hire for for me, it's you know, like I said, when I'm busy, like I'm busy enough that then it becomes I'm like fuck, I haven't made time for that. Have training. you ever considered to advertise an apprentice position? No, I haven't. But that's I think that's the way you yeah. need to go about it. That's, that's how I that's how yeah. I t- uh, brought forward the position to my text mm-hmm. was my first guy. Oh, well, pretty much every guy I've had has always been an apprentice of mine. Yeah. And so they were gaining direct knowledge from me. Well, that's what I'm kind of was telling you before with the wall painter. Like he is, he's really good at what he does. He's humble. He's very good with customers. People like him. He's very good with customers. And he knows, you know, he knows how to fucking do general painting. He knows what standards are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not greedy. He understands he's, uh, he's, you know, he's done his own painting company for a long time. So he completely understands, you know, the cost of overheads and things like that. Um, I just think, you know, he's in a position that, like a lot of people are with starting businesses, they don't want to deal with all the bullshit. But they also don't want to work for some fucking moron who's paying them dog shit and, and, and just a shitty boss. I mean, shit, who doesn't want to be the right hand to the boss? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And the, per- the person who wants to be the boss is already making the moves to do that. So yeah. that's like the next best thing. You know, by the way, the camera shut off again, but I'm going to keep it going just because it's probably overheating. It's just been on too fucking long, mm. um, but it's OK. We continue with the with the, the audio stuff. Me, me personally, I just think you go through enough people who suck and eventually you'll find someone who's worth a day. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's a numbers game. Yeah, for it, sure. it, it, it's like anything, man. It's like finding a qualified lead for your business. Yeah. You want to find someone who is worth it. And if these other guys, you know, like if you're serious about it which I, I, from hearing you, you are, what you have to do is sit these people down and tell them, look, this is what I want to build. Can I, are you going to commit to this or not? And, and you get a real answer. Okay, well, if they're just going to be part-time, they're just going to be part-time. And if, if, if they want to leave or you, you think that you should even have them anymore because they're not willing to commit, that's, what you, that's your decision to make, right? Mm-hmm. But what you, what you got to do is, is get that understanding now before you start making these moves and then they start making you look really bad 
Yep. And then start making the moves to hire people who are committed and slowly start phasing these people out. Well, exactly. Well, and when I first started, it was, you know, the whole bankroll of to hire somebody and to get them trained for them to potentially, you know, not work out. And for a number of years, I wasn't in that position. Gamble. Mortgage on my house, you know, things to commit. I am comfortable with making the money that I make. And you, and you just get comfortable and complacent mm-hmm. with doing that yourself. But it's like, that's not how this you ever gotta started. You got to find that dog. That's also, yeah, that's also, that was never me. I was never comfortable and complacent. There's a reason why I don't work for anybody. Yeah. So it's like, where did that, where did that change? And again, it was, you know commitment not committing to people but also if i'm not going to commit to anyone why the fuck is anyone going to commit to me yeah no it's true i definitely i understand that man i I really he knows my my situation is i i I didn't start the company with any money Mm -hmm. you know it started with me out of necessity to eat yeah and so i sacrificed a lot of money to carry a team it's just now starting to pay off Yeah, same with me you know i was fucking Young when I started this with a mortgage, I probably couldn't afford that I shouldn't yep. have had, you know, and uh, you get complacent at the job that you're at. And then I fucking realize yeah, you I realize how quickly I'm sure you take that guy on and you apprentice him and you give him the value of being your apprentice. Like he's yep. different than those guys. Yeah, and it has exactly. to be known to him and to everyone else that works with yeah, you. He this, is. this guy has rank. Yep. That's it. Like and all these guys. You know, yeah, you've been here, but it's different now. Yep. And, and I had to I'm, I'm close with my employees, too. So yep. I've hired. Uh, I've, I've gone through six or seven people now. Yeah, I think totally. all my friends have worked for me. At some yeah, point. at the same time, yeah. I, the three people who are working for me are all family. Yeah. Now, but we've established, and I'm, and it, I've had issues with that. But because of the issues with that, I've established now, leave that family shit at home. Yep. Because I, it's gotten me in trouble. Yeah. So now, it, our operation has gotten extremely professional, even with family. All three of them are my cousins, but I've all—they all know I will fire them. Like, I will just—I'll yeah, yeah. ruin Good. the whole family over this yep. shit. I will. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a damn. This is my fucking. This is my life. But this they know, like, there's not a single day they come to that shop and I'm not there before them, and yeah. I'm not there waiting for See, them to and, show and, up. And that's a—and that's a big thing too. And I completely understand with, you know, if you own a company, you don't always have to be there if the company is running without you and you've set up those uh and, and you've set that company up in a way that you don't always need to be that doesn't mean you're not working but yep. if you have a company that's running like shit people are complaining and you're still never there well then, then you, that's not that's the not gonna work yeah, yeah then you're the problem yeah. and they definitely respect you know obviously you're gonna be there before them and stuff but you're like i'm doing this so I don't have to do this one day. Well, and the thing is, is I'm very communicative. I'm probably a little, even like Danny runs his operation a little bit different than me. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more involved in the day to day, but we're also on two different scales. He's a little yeah. bit bigger than I am. Uh, but the, what I do is I communicate everything, like everything. I talk revenue. I, I bring up my numbers. Like I took a white, like two a month ago, I took out a whiteboard to our shop and put our revenue for 2022. And I put our revenue for where we're at right now. And I put our revenue goal for the end of the year. And yeah. I said, this is what we're doing. This company is not a game. Yeah. Yeah. I said, this company is feeding you and your kids, you and you, yeah. me and my kids and my dad. Yep. I said, there's six people eating off this and look how much money we're producing every year. Yep. And when they see those things, they, it legitimizes you. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt you at all. No. Like people would think they think you, uh, no, they know. They want to know that they they're know. part of something successful too. Yeah. You know, well, I literally told them the numbers, bro. And yeah. I don't care because if, I'll f- like I said, we already know we'll fire them. They know we'll fire them. It's yeah, not an exactly. issue. Like okay, I'm not it, hurting. Like for we were money. saying, it comes down to if you agree to work for this price, it doesn't matter what I make. And then what it does is it makes them feel stable because if you make this much revenue, then you should be able to afford their salary. Yeah, well, exactly. I have a good buddy that works with me. Um, he just started, you know few months ago he has his own he, he runs a leather shop and is also like a leather worker so he's just doing this just to save labor on his leather shop. they just moved huge expenses and he's like i don't really need to be there i'm the most expensive i'll come work with you and he's you know he's like a website developer by trade and he's like he can be a big asset to more so the marketing mm-hmm. and, and to and to content creation stuff so he's working with me just to kind of learn the business and stuff but with him he's like one of the first people i've been completely honest with how much I'm making because he actually understands from running a business how much overhead and things cost, how much materials cost, 
how much advertising costs. He fucking understands yeah. it. So he's like, yeah, seems like it would be a decent amount. But he's like, I know it's not. He's like, I know it's not fucking all pure profit. So it's. Yeah. And a lot of people fail to realize that. Like last year, uh, we like we've been growing year over year pretty much. Right. And last year we were we did surpass a million probably in total sales before the end of the year. What had come in was like 990K or some shit. Nice. But we had work that was invoiced out. Hotels and apartments usually pay 30 days out. Nice. So we had money that was past due. So it would have surpassed it. Yep. And like, you know, like I'll tell Ralph or like some of these guys about it and like, and like tell them like, like we're doing fucking good. But, you know, at the same time, there's, there, you don't always have to go about it that way. Like, some lower-level guy might not need to hear that shit, right? No, no, definitely not. It, 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 but it, it is one of those things where I feel like it's good to talk about it with some of your guys so they could see the vision. It's all about painting the picture of this business is not just this this little thing, right? It could be much more. Well, it's like when you, you know, you get a Home Depot employee. They know how much everything costs at Home yeah. Depot. Yeah, it's on a bigger scale, but you want to make your company like that, that it doesn't matter. It's funny. Matter. I was just about to bring that yeah. up. I walked into Lowe's one day. Mm-hmm. And it was in their morning meeting. I don't know if you've ever walked into Lowe's or some shit in there yeah. having their little circle chat. And the manager's like, good job, guys. This quarter we hit $13 million in sales. And I'm like, so if this corporate structure can tell them they're making $13 million in sales in a quarter. And they're making 15 bucks an Yeah, hour. then we should be able to relay the same information to our teams and it not be this big fuck. They know we're making money. But, but it's like you said, dumb. separating this. This is the boss. They He's the big know, boss that comes in. They want to know how that money's going. Yeah, that's the thing. Different. If if it's if it's like the guy who always is working with you, and he's like, "Bro, I made thirteen mil. By the way, go get that tum die." Like it's yeah, different. Yeah, that's different. Than yeah. somebody coming in and being like, "Hey, these are the numbers we hit." So I get what you're saying there. Yeah. It's like, it's like when the big boss comes into a store yeah. and yeah. is like, "Hey, guys." Or killing it, and you're like, ah, oh, you fuck you. you well, the castle. difference is, is that people think they can start a company like this, and they wouldn't dream of starting fucking. Lowe's or Home Depot, yeah. so that's kind of kind of the difference. But they also don't realize the bankroll, how much money we have invested into these companies and fucking equipment, vehicles, all of it, and, and, and everything else. They just see that this is a small thing. You're like, no, this fucking costs a lot. This took years to build what it is now, and you're only seeing like because I already have all this shit. Yeah. I already paid off all the fucking expenses to do this, not to mention the cost of fucking materials. Yeah. So it's like and, and honestly, bro, if you need to explain yourself to a fucking employee, they're fuck, probably the wrong employee fuck to fucking be working for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and they could want the explanation. Yeah, bro. You, bro. Again, well, that's the issue with working with friends. It's not like I'm trying to like hide it from my friends, but you know, when they come and work for me for a, for a while and they're constantly helping out and they're saying, well, you know, you could tell they're like, how much you, you know, how much you, they'll never directly ask, but yeah. you can, they're alluding to it. You yeah. can, yeah, you can fucking tell. And you're just like, that doesn't like, you have no clue. If you haven't been around me, like you have no clue how much I fucking do on a day to day and Bro, how much money I spend. When you grow the fuck up as like a business owner is when you realize that the money that you thought was a lot of money isn't shit. Yeah. It, well, that's exactly just enough it. money to get you to lose everything. Well, yeah. that's exactly it. And you're like, <laughs> get this you involved is in something. You're not, not a lot for. of money. What the fuck are you complaining about? Like, yeah, and and yeah, so uh, moving on from that, that that's some shit that we could talk about for fucking no. ever, bro. Well, I, I, that that is probably a super big topic. It is for it's people going to be the biggest challenge. You can stay as a refinisher for years. You will get hotels eventually. Some hotel will contract you. Can you fulfill what you said you're gonna do? Yeah, can exactly. you go in there yeah. and refinish 15 tubs a day? Really, can you do it? Do you have the crew? Like, and it, you could win a bid. You could be the greatest salesman. So it's like. It's like yep. sales and de- and delivering. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like people like what I'm learning as a business owner is the two hardest aspects of owning a business is uh, process management. So like how we were talking with jobber and automating and streamlining shit, having you know, systems and human systems and human management, biggest, biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Managing yep. people. And that's the biggest that's our grind. Like we may not I may not be in the tub every day, but it's the same grind like okay, now I have this contract. Now I have to find people out my ass. Like, or now I got to try to, I want, I need this guy, but I don't like him, but I need him. And it's like, you're constantly playing this balance game. And I, uh, like you were saying, you know, like it's a, uh, it's the numbers game. It's fucking hire, fire. Hire, and, it, and it doesn't fire. always work. Like I, I hired at, you know, here's the thing too. 
prospecting is probably the best way long term to play it where you get people you you might not be able to give them a job but you start getting those people like a list of people who like are good with their hands who are responsible who hit you up constantly like, hey man i really want to and you just make a list and then when you do need it you have some people on the sidelines ready yep. to go because here's the problem too man hiring out of necessity is bad oh definitely because I told this story to Jonathan, but I'll tell everybody. I did a project last fucking year, and I hired like eight people last minute for a project, and I lost probably over a hundred grand Oof. paying people yep. who were not. Bro, I, it ended up being my two best guys. Because you're trying to train eight people while doing once, the work, and then those two guys are just looking after and, all these and, fucking guys. And exactly, so I had two guys babysitting fucking six other people. And, and all it did was cost me a shit ton of money in payroll, and we weren't meeting the production numbers we were supposed to meet. And it's like, yeah, lesson learned. I probably shouldn't have done it that way. Well, Fuck yeah. it. Yep. But that's like a, that's a grand example. But on a smaller scale, it could literally be, you know, you pulling somebody out of thin air and being like, oh, today you're going to fucking exactly. go spray. It's like, no, you ease them into it. You build them up. You do what John well, and said. You, and you got to prepare for this, you know, eight-person hire for this job. It would have mm-hmm. cost you way less money to, to hire these people when you didn't need them or to now, get this job. Yeah. Now what I would have done is I honestly was – I, I would have just subbed it. Like yep. if, if me today, I would have been like, yo, Jonathan, we're going to go half on that, bro. I was going to say that's probably what you would do now. And this Definitely. is what makes good business owners or uh, how I should say it is – I look at business owners in two different ways. You're either self-employed or you have a company. Yep. A company is something that can operate without you. Yep. And a company is something where all the processes and systems are put into place and you just need people to fill. Yep. Right? So our job is not really like, like about bathtubs anymore. Mm-hmm. Our job is human resources. Our job is getting, is, is fulfilling, is we already created systems. We've created a lead flow system. We've created processes for employees to come in the morning, grab their shit, and go do a job. The biggest thing we have to deal with now is finding the people. Mm-hmm. Is like, and that's going to be our biggest challenge. I talk to him about it almost every day. Yeah, and it's finding people on every front, which is like the funny thing. It's like you're not just – look, when you get to scale, you realize that everything that's worth doing is awkward and weird and uncomfortable, and that's why businesses are successful – like, all these people, we always talk about these people that whine about shit not happening for them, right? The same type of workers that are like, oh, you know, like, you know, I, I, I could own a business and I could do it. They'll never do it. Because the first step is doing something that's uncomfortable. Yep. And people love their comfort zone. And it's, it's uncomfortable to hire people. It is. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it's a big fucking financial risk. You don't know these people. These are strangers. And then it's also, the other aspect of it is you need to get uncomfortable to find work. Like, if you really want to scale and you want to build like a commercial type of thing, you got to go door to door at apartments and knock on these people and meet random people and try to convince them that you're the one, bro. Yep. And when you go to these meetings, you need to step the fuck up and be like, yo, nah, you want us here. You want us to do this. Like it becomes a people thing. And that's where a lot of people fall flat is that they have anxieties about themselves. They're not confident. You have to have all these things in order to, to, to build it up. Yeah, if you can't, if you can't sell yourself and sell the company, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to sell Somebody the employees? Else. Yeah, bro, that, con- are, that are going to work for you. Confidence is smelled from a mile away, yep. bro. It is. They know when you're fucking timid and shaking in your boots. They're like, "Who the fuck is this clown?" Well, it's like you were saying. You're like, you know what? Like, it's not as important to make sure that every single tub that you're putting out is perfect. It's, not. it's how you deal with damage control. And how you deal with your customers and your people. You said that our first conversation. Here's my hottest take ever for all the fucking tub nerds out there. Perception means more than anything else in the world. That's it. It's perception. People know. You go fucking get a phone. You know Android has phones that are fucking better than the iPhone. Why you buy iPhone? Because iPhone has branding, bro. Exactly iPhone has the branding, bro. Everybody knows that because shit. Because it's convenient. You are used to it. It's easy. You know it. You're going to just keep fucking buying that overpriced cell phone. It's perception. And yep. the perception, it's, it's built over with branding. It's, it's enforced with branding. It's enforced with, you know, influencers and people like yeah. that. It's easy. And exactly. Easy. It's an easy decision. People don't like to make fucking decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't like to make decisions. 
I was exactly. fucking looking at the at, at those CRMs. There's too many CRMs. I'm like, fuck. I need to look at every single CRM but to the, see what's going to work. And what did I do? Mm-hmm. I didn't make a decision forever. Yeah. And then I stuck with something I kind of knew. And that's that procrastination is what happens to business owners everywhere. It's why people never get to that next level. Inst- instead of just going and trying some shit, bro, you thinking about something for months and months and months is going to cost you more money that's than exactly if you just try did. some shit yeah. and see if it sticks. And if it doesn't, try something else. Yeah. And that's why well, it's decision making. Yeah. Making decisions that's, quickly. That's why I partnered with Jonathan. Yep. Because Jonathan is the type of person that is like, fuck it. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, and we'll fucking we adjust. Pivot and move on. Exactly. That's the way you need to think about yep. everything from advertising. Yeah, definitely. From from every every aspect, bro. You have to think about it like that. Yeah, trial and error. Yeah. Your time is the your most valuable asset. If you oh, spend definitely. all your fucking time just wondering if something might work, you will never actually try it. Yeah, think about it. Simple. But, yeah. Do you have any other questions or anything like that that you are curious about? I don't know, man. I think we covered kind of everything. Um, we talk a lot. Fuck. <laughs> One thing I'm actually curious about, mm-hmm. safety equipment. Okay. What do you guys use and what do your your guys use, your teams? So, uh, my guys, we use 3M respirators. Yep. Uh, they have spray suits as an option, but most of the time they have spray shirts. Yeah, they don't like the suits. It's too hot in Florida, yeah, definitely. so we're too hot. It's too hot to be in the in the suits all day. So they just have their short sleeves that they prep in, and then they have a long sleeve that they spray in, and then they put a little sock on their head. Yeah, full That's face masks or uh, they've masks. asked me for them, but they're expensive. Oh yeah, and they're pricey. They they end up getting painted over. Oh yeah, all yeah. The so time. I'm like, I'm gonna buy the shields. I'll for get them. you goggles. See, but a lot of times that uh, like for us with etching the tubs you need a full face mm. you fucking wear goggles like i fucking tried you know buying swim goggles mm-hmm. we went to the store and i'm like i'll get you the fucking reptile <laughs> ones i uh, but they fog up yeah so. i have the guys most of the sprayers use a full face respirator i buy these visors for them you take them off and throw them out when yeah. they get caked up with yeah paint. yeah same uh and then you know, just 3M stuff. The, the spray suits, I wholesale them shits from China, bro. Yeah. I'm yeah. not paying. I'm going to have to get my I'm not paying face, 15 though. or $20 for a spray suit, no. bro. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I get some from auto body places. They're about 30 bucks, but they'll last like four months, okay. five months. Oh, that's better. So they're, they're auto body ones. And usually like companies, like auto body companies want like $300, $200 for them. But I found like an auto body place and I'm like, these are the best suits I've found. So yeah. I just go and I just buy a fuck ton of them. At once, I buy the yeah. the disposable ones, but when you, if you buy those at Home Depot here, like it's like they, 15, 20 bucks, and they don't they last half a fucking half a use. You put them on the zipper fucking so breaks. breaks yeah. I bought them for a dollar ninety eight each from China. Yeah, the fucking zipper breaks. So yeah. You're like, yeah, for a dollar ninety eight, fucking zipper can break and whatever. Yeah, yeah I've asked them. They don't whatever. they don't want to wear them. So I'm like, fuck it. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't blame them. I don't. I, well, don't I was more either. so wondering about like you know separate air respirators and stuff like that that some people might want or oh, no. like I've never used them. I uh I have one in the back. Uh. They just don't work as I mean, well as you want. If I had a technician that really wanted it and he yeah, is a full value serious about it and yeah, the company, definitely. then yeah, I don't really like, care. I've used, um, I went to the 3M rep, his buddy, and he set me up with like the whole fucking Versa flow with the pack on the back. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'll try it out. I don't like filters that. like 150 bucks. I didn't mind it. I liked the fucking air. It wasn't super clunky. The only issue was that the filter fucking last two jobs. I'm yeah. like, I'm not paying fucking $150 for a fucking yeah, filter every two jobs. I was like, it's like, out. It, I, I like, like the done. positive air that comes in like cool. Yeah. So like I want to use that and get the, the, yeah, the, the supplied air out. I've been just outsourcing something like that, but yeah, yeah, I've generally just used the f- yellow cartridges that I think the six zero zero three, the pink cartridges. Yeah. The pink cartridges are with the yellow. It has like a yellow band. on oh, okay. it. So it's like the classification for the chemicals. Yeah. For the, yeah. With the pink Aerosol ones over top chemicals. though. Yeah. Uh, they have like the, for the dust for the dust filter. Yeah, yeah. The, it well, the one with the pink cap on top is for aerosol chemicals, like for spray painting. And then okay. the ones with... Like the ones from Breaking Bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They might be different in Canada, bro. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I use like the, the yellow band. I think they're like 6003 or 6004. That sounds like the same thing. Yeah, it does sound but like Yeah, they're, or they're like or or for organic vapors. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's there it. you go. Yeah, that's it. But they don't have the pink thing over fucking uh, top. Yeah, oh, you have to use a retainer on it? Like you have to use like the f- the 
pre-filter and then the yeah the clip with the pre-filter oh, oh no yeah. these are different these are all, all, the ones you just throw the whole cartridge away when you're done okay yeah they last a lot longer too they do la- yeah I, I we can get quite a few tubs yeah quite a few jobs out of our cartridges like yeah, like I always bag them in between, like after every job mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, depends on how much you're spraying. Like, yeah, it depends. Usually, usually it lasts like a couple days. Yeah, so mine don't have the pink pre-filter on them, mm. so we just use like the fucking like the actual pre-filter. Yeah, and, so those you those you can't on. even take they that pink pre-filter's glued on. So what's the what's the number on that? Uh, they usually charge like twenty bucks for one. I, what's the what's the model numbers? Oh, this is a P one hundred. P one hundred, but if it's the actual number for like the uh, the product is six zero nine two six. Okay. So it's probably the same. That six zero yeah, is probably like a model like number indicator. Yeah. Mine's like the. And then they change the setup. Like those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen those. We use those for sanding because yeah. uh, you can put the pre-filter and then you really don't have to change out the real no, filter. No, you can just change the pre-filter. Yeah. But yeah, those are the ones that we readily. Yeah, and then you just change the pre-filter on them, mm-hmm. and they last decent. I'm just, you know, always looking at my own mortality, so. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. When yeah. you're, I mean, I tell those guys, I'm like, don't fuck around with your PPE, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely not. Yeah. Sometimes people and, do. Yeah, that's, well, exactly. Like, I always find even mixing paint in the back, you're not wearing a fucking respirator, and, you know, open up the fucking doors, but if it's the middle of winter, like, I have a, you know, like, nice set of bench and stuff in all the vans, like, bench that you sit in there but if you it's fucking cold in canada and you yeah. have the fucking doors closed and you're wearing a respirator it's like fuck like oh here's a question for you do you have a shop yeah, i have a shop at home okay like a like decent size shop okay that cool I operate out of okay cool i just want to yeah, make sure because sometimes I, people get weird about that too no yeah the yeah. purchase the, the the property that i purchased i bought the shop and the house came with it oh nice yeah. so it was specifically for business good that's what yeah I that's yeah, good. I have a prop like I have an acre. And I run nice. out of my property too. Yeah, and I just have a house in this. So yeah. something like this would be great. Like so, th- but some, something again, like this legitimizes the operation too. It will exactly. And for me, I'm like, when I do have that right hand man, I start hiring. This is what I'm going to do yeah. because then I'll have two I can operate out of when we don't have room in another or when we expand, and that can be like a bridge between even getting something bigger. Mm-hmm. So but what's to wrap it all up here, what is what is the goal for your business? Where do you see it going, and where do you want it to be? Well, obviously, as of right now, I don't want to spray anymore. Okay. Like, it's operations is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, I don't even want to – I want to set systems up where I'm not even doing that. I'm looking over managing the company and doing something higher than that, you know, looking for bigger projects – Things like that, not even doing, like I said, you're already having somebody doing quoting and things like that. So what I want to do is basically, you know, move myself into another position and then so on and so forth. Okay. So continuous growth. Continuous yeah. growth. Like you, you should never stop growing. And that's the problem that I've had. It's, you know, I got comfortable with money's decent and work is fine. And you get comfortable with, you know, why would I grow when... It's a lot of risk when, you know, it, it's it's hard to think that people aren't fucking idiots. But mm-hmm. and it is, it is hard. Dude. But there's a reason the world still goes around. Yeah. Like, I I interviewed an older couple, and this is this is going to be my new example of what not to do. Bless their hearts, they're very nice, very nice people. But they're like one of them's in their fifties, the other one's like pushing sixty, and they're like. The classic case of we never planned an exit, we never planned a retirement, and they're working and working and working, and they look up and they're old, bro, and they can't do it anymore themselves, and they want to leave it to their kids, but they know that the business is not in a place where it could support two households. So, well, that's the thing. Like, I don't rely solely on the business for Mm -hmm. income. Like, I do investments and things like that for retirement, but that doesn't. But that doesn't you know, Good. help me or doesn't help people. I want potentially to work for me. I'm not setting up fucking uh, yeah. I- investments for my fucking, for, uh, for employees. Yeah. Maybe there will be an option in, within the company at some point. Exactly. But, but in, in the future, like for, for you and your people, and then also for, you know, other people out there who are like one man show operations, like those are things you guys got to think about. 
Yeah. You know, where's your exit strategy? Exactly. At least you, you made the move. to like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to think about my retirement. I'm going to think about investing and stuff for my future, but some people never do. No. And they wake up one day and they're incapable of doing anything else. And they're also behind on the times. Well, exactly. And also if you're starting your own company, you know, you're, you're probably anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40 or something like that. Really ambitious if you're, mm-hmm. if you're 20, but you know, maybe around in the 30 range, life fucking catches up to you. I'm 25. Yeah. It goes fucking quick. I started young. Yeah, you started super young, dude. Any final thoughts, guys? I'm good. We have a great talk. Good, good few hours. Yeah, yeah man. Rob from Calgary. <laughs> yeah, we killed some fucking. Told time you'd here. go quick. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Later. There you go. You've been listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.